Usted está escuchando Radio Tierra en el 95.1 FM Hood River, 95.9 FM Stevenson, 107.1 FM Parkdale, 107.7 FM Dells, Casas, El Latido del Gorge, su radio comunitaria. Hola, usted está escuchando Conoce Tu Columbia, un programa producido por Columbia River Keeper que se transmite cada otro martes de 7 a 8 de la noche. Yo soy Ubaldo Hernández. Esta noche vamos a estar platicando con ustedes acerca de Hanford, un área que representa un grave peligro para nuestras comunidades. Tuve la oportunidad de platicar con Alfreda Peters, una nativa americana de la tribu de Yakima, y pues bueno, ella nos va a explicar un poco sobre la, lo que representa el área de Hanford para ellos y por qué es importante que se haga una limpieza propia o que se contenga el material que ahí se, este, se tiene, que es un material residuo de la producción de armas nucleares. Es un material nocivo, radioactivo, que bueno, representa, como ya lo dije, un peligro para nuestras comunidades. Vamos a hablar uh, acerca de eso, vamos a escuchar la entrevista que le hice, también vamos a hablar sobre proyectos que estamos trabajando con el Columbia River Keeper para mantener a nuestras comunidades informadas y seguir trabajando para mantener nuestro río limpio de contaminantes. Uh, vamos a hablar un poco sobre Bradford, un lugar que se encuentra, es una pequeña isla que se encuentra al oeste de la presa del Bonneville Dam, aquí en Casket Locks. En el lado oeste del, este, de la presa se encuentra esta isla que fue usada para poner desechos que venían siendo este, retirados de la presa, desechos eléctricos, ya equipo que ya no se usaba, que se venía siendo obsoleto, se venía reemplazando, pues bueno, este todo este material lo empezaron a poner uh, en la isla, lo cual al paso de los años ha creado un problema eh, realmente grande en esta porción del río, uh, en el cual debido a que se empezó a poner todo ese, este desecho tóxico en esta isla y con las lluvias y como está en el río, pues bueno, todo este material empezó a, a filtrarse al río y pues bueno, cre, eh, ha creado una contaminación que ha rebasado los niveles aceptables. Um, hace 10 años, el, este, el Departamento de Salud de Oregon pues hizo un estudio sobre esta área y descubrieron que los niveles de contaminación en este lugar estaban muy altos. Um, estamos hablando de uh, los niveles de mercurio, los PCBs, que son este, policarbonatos, que están totalmente contaminando esta parte del río. Y eso fue debido a que eh, la compañía o, o quienes estaban trabajando en, el, um, en la presa pues bueno, empezaron a poner desperdicios en, en la isla que se llama Bradford y pues bueno, eso ha creado este problema. Tanto es la, el nivel de contaminación que el Departamento de Salud recomienda a la gente que va a pescar en esta zona que no consuma 
este, los pescados de ahí, los pescados residentes, y uno de los pescados que no se pueden consumir, pues es el, el bass, el bluegill, el uh, yellow perch, el, la carpa, uh, el walleye, uh, el crappie, el catfish, y todos los este, suckerfish que existen ahí. Uh, eh, también el sturgeon, no se recomienda que se consuma ningún pez de esa área. Así es de que si usted tiene conocidos que van a pescar en esa zona, recuerde es del lado de la presa que está en Cascalax, en el lado oeste, como yendo a Portland, en el lado que está para Portland, esa zona no se recomienda que se consuma el pescado de ese lugar. Los pescados residentes cabe mencionar, uh, porque tenemos al salmón, que es un pescado que es un pez que es migratorio, entonces ellos no, no contienen altos, altos niveles de contaminación, mas sin embargo, cabe mencionar que también hay que tener cuidado cómo se consume el salmón o las especies de salmón y hay formas de limpiarlo para evitar consumir contaminantes también de estos este, peces. Uh, eso es lo que va a pasar este año. Vamos a trabajar en Columbia River Keeper y con la tribu de Yakma vamos a trabajar para uh, pedirle al gobierno y a las instancias uh, apropiadas para que hagan una limpieza este, de este lugar, de este río, para que la gente uh, pueda consumir uh, pescado en el futuro. Uh, también pedimos que la gente se una, participe con nosotros y pues bueno, eso va a ser algo que va a ser relevante para nuestra comunidad para participar en los problemas que estamos viviendo en estos momentos en el río. También me gustaría mencionarles que en Columbia River Keeper vamos a tener una, este, vamos a necesitar ayuda para plantar flores nativas en el área del Nichols Natural Area. Este es un lugar que se encuentra en el puerto de Hood River de los cuales ya hemos hablado con la comunidad, uh, he hecho algunos programas hablando sobre este lugar. Es un lugar que estamos restaurando el hábitat natural de esta área. Este lugar se encuentra al cruzar la calle del nuevo hotel que se construyó en Hood River, el Hampton Inn. Bueno, vamos a plantar plantas nativas en ese lugar el próximo 19 de febrero. Vamos a necesitar ayuda de la comunidad, quienes quieran venir y voluntariar y ayudarnos a plantar plantas nativas, pues bueno, se lo vamos a agradecer. Y si usted quiere participar, uh, me puede llamar al teléfono 541-490-7722. Usted puede comunicarse con Ubaldo Hernández, un servidor, y yo le daré información de cómo usted puede participar en este, uh, en este proyecto. Vamos a hablar un poco más sobre lo que está pasando con Hanford. Bueno, Hanford es un área que está altamente contaminada, que se encuentra alrededor de 250 millas al este del río Columbia, de Hood River. Eh, está en el estado de Washington y esta zona, como ya lo habíamos mencionado, fue designada para desarrollar y explotar el plutonio que se necesita para construir armamento nuclear. Um, 
después de que se terminó de uh, desarrollar todo ese armamento nuclear y que se cancelaron los contratos para seguir haciendo más, pues bueno, esta zona quedó abandonada prácticamente y este y el gobierno empezó a tomar medidas para hacer una contención y una limpieza del material radioactivo que ahí se quedó. Este, desafortunadamente, uh, esos esfuerzos han sido detenidos por uh, actos burocráticos, por cambios de pólizas, y pues bueno, es algo en el cual nosotros como comunidad tenemos que estar atentos de qué es lo que está pasando en Hanford, porque si un accidente sucede en ese lugar y ese material radioactivo llega al río, pues bueno, nosotros vamos a ser de las comunidades que van a ser afectadas, ya que vivimos a lo largo de lo que es el Banco del Río Columbia. Así es que este, tuve la oportunidad de entrevistar a Alfreda Peters, que es una nativa americana que ha trabajado por muchos años, muchas décadas, en proteger nuestros uh, ríos, en proteger nuestros recursos naturales y en estar en la lucha para que Hanford sea una zona que se limpie apropiadamente y para que el gobierno no se haga de la vida de la vista gorda y ignore el problema que tenemos eh, en, en esta área con el área de Hanford. Vamos a escuchar la entrevista y pues bueno, uh, regresamos y la comentamos cuando regresemos uh, de escucharla escuchen la entrevista esta es la entrevista con Alfreda Hi you are listening to Conoce tu Colombia a program produced by Columbia Riverkeeper my name is Ubaldo Hernandez and tonight we have Alfreda Peters with us and she's going to talk to us about Jackamination and the work they are doing with Columbia Riverkeeper about Hanford Alfreda she is a member of the Jackamination tribe and uh, she's been a long time uh, activist on this Hanford issue Alfreda can you tell us something about about you and about the work you've been doing Yes I can uh, first of all thank you for having me as one of your guests there I I appreciate that and I appreciate you getting the word out there on Jackamination's issues And we, the work that I do with the Columbia Riverkeepers is that they had a grant that came through and Yakima Nation applied for it. And it's a one-year grant and it is called the Hanford Vision. And the, the grant is to help get the information out to the tribal members and the tribal community. So uh, talking about the importance of Uh, the issues that are facing us that are being impacted by Hanford activities. I've started with uh, working with, uh, with the Yakima Nations ERWM back in April of this year, but I also had started way back in the mid-80s under our founder, and he has since passed, and, and he had brought all of these issues and questions to the tribe, and then he had developed a program back then called the Nuclear Waste Program. But even before that, back in 19, the late 70s, he had spoke to a small group of us talking about uh, his interest in the Hanford and with a fellow environmentalist at that time. 
and he was going on and he had some questions and they're still valid questions today about what is Hanford doing to our land? What is Hanford doing to the river? What is happening to our salmon? What is happening to the area? And will we ever go back? So those are the things that he had asked and they're still valid questions even today. Yeah, the, the thing hasn't changed, you know, it's been long time since those questions arise and, uh, and it's still yeah, relevant, re- really yeah. relevant to, mm-hmm. to the community and to the Yakima uh, nation tribes. It is, it is. And uh, for the tribe, this was a very instrumental part, not only just for Yakima Nation, because Yakima Nation back in 1979 had a resolution that we would not allow any radioactivity, radioactive uh, waste transporting across our land. And that was way back in 1979. So that was the very first instance that Yakima Nation had took action. And then we, uh, our founder had, uh, was part of the Nuclear Waste Policy Act where he had insisted that Yakwa Nation be part of this discussion and it be on a government-to-government basis. And he explained to them why it was important to the Yakimas. And in doing that, he also had opened it up for other tribes to participate in this. So it was very instrumental, not only just for the Yakimas, but for all of the other tribes too. This is a a really important uh, area for our communities um, that we now live in this area. And that's a really important area for the Yakima Nation and for all the communities that they are living around this area now. How did the tribe uh, used to use the area and how they use it now? Uh, How they used to use it was um, because we had been living there thousands of years, so it has cultural significance. And when I say cultural, I mean it as it was our area, it was our seasonal camp area where we would, where we would be in the springtime, where we'd gather our roots. Uh, maybe there were the early fishing that was done there. Uh, there was also religions. Uh, we have our religious ceremonies there, or special ceremonies at the, at the Hanford area. And when I say Hanford area, it's kind of hard for me to to put my mind around it because actually Yakima Nation's history precedes Hanford. Uh, how we use it today, uh, all we what we do today is that we could only pr- try to protect and ensure that there is a cleanup that happens there to the standards that Yakima Nation would like to see so we could go back there and safely use all of these areas that are have significance for us. Are there any particular significant sites in the area where Hanford is located to the Yakima Nation? Um, in our studies, we talk about uh, Gable Mountain, where there was uh, ceremonies for uh, young individuals uh, to go ahead and have what would be now known as a vision quest where they could go and uh, seek a higher understanding of what uh, they may be doing in the future. And it would be whatever was planned out for them 
and whatever message was given to them in this uh, vision quest. And so uh, Gable Mountain stands in, is part of that area. And there are other, other sites, but Gable Mountain is the one that we focus on. That's a religious cultural significance, and it's a very important to our tribe. So this, this is a, a really a site with a lot of history from the, um, the Jacobin Nation. Uh, what do you think has to be done in order to clean up or contain the nuclear waste from this area? Uh, well, for the cleanup, we need for uh, how the, it has impacted our cultural resources, our, our cultural foods. We still have cultural foods out there. Uh, we have our salmon that is run uh, that is um, in the Columbia River, and the water that's there. So the what would need to happen is that we need to have the standards where we are able to utilize the land to cultivate our cultural foods and to be able to spend our time there safely on our seated area and on our ancestral area. And when I say our ancestral area, because we have lived there thousands of years and our generations go back, many, 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 many grandparents. And we would like to be the persons today to say that we are the grandparents of many, many future generations and so they could say, yes, our, our people had done something back at that time that was important to us. I mean, we're talking about the, uh, how many, many generations we are from our grandparents. And we're going to be the grandparents for many, many generations ahead. What would you see that change in 25, 50 years from now? Uh, 25, 50 years from now... Uh, that all depends on the action that DOE is taking to take today on the um, the recent cleanup of where they're uh, what's called a waste to incidental reprocessing. Are they going to leave it there? Or are they going to leave the tanks there? And if so, then the cleanup isn't going to happen, so we will still be doing the cleanup the longest the radioactive lives. And that's going to be, so we will be there many generations because we've already been here many generations preceding Hanford. So 25 years from now, I, I would like to say that I hope that the DOE takes all of the people's concerns and comments and say, let's do this cleanup right. That's uh, really important. And in order to reach those goals, we need to take action, right? Right, uh, we do. That's something that we as a community, we need to work together. Um, so what would you like to share to our listeners about how we can participate and protect our beautiful Columbia River? I think the first thing to do is take a look at the issues itself, Hanford, and find out, you know, how, how does it impact you? If, do you eat salmon? Uh, do you swim in a river? Do you uh, do you harvest any foods from the area? Then, if you all of those answers is, will point you back to yes, you are impacted by Hanford. Uh, 
And so you need to become involved. You need to have a passion for it. I mean, way deep down passion for the land and for your, for your people for many generations to come because you want to be the one to say, we have made a choice and our choices are we want cleanup of, uh, of the Hanford area to the best and possibilities that it can be done and not to have a temporary fix. Uh, Yakima Nation has had a event back in November where we have said we demand the cleanup of the Hanford area and we had also said that we don't want a dirty cleanup. And I think that's the most strongest point that Yakima Nation has made because if, there, if the cleanup doesn't happen, nobody is safe. The river is going is to continue to be uh, contaminated. We'll always have these questions above our heads that had started off with this interview. What is happening to our river? What is happening to our air? What is happening to the land? And what about our salmon? And what about our own health and safety? And that's uh, really important for us to be part of the uh, movement in order to ask to the government to do a real cleanup on the area. Uh, yes, it is. And we, we need to have more voices out there. Uh, we have a young generation who has access to all of the social media who who are, who could do Snapchats, who could do instant messaging, help us pass along the word, uh, because we are, the, we are the generation now that is talking about this. You are going to be the generation next to be handling this, and possibly your younger brothers and sisters. And, and as you grow older, if you have children, your children are going to be handling this. So this this is of utmost importance. Our grandparents are of a, have looked at this issue, and the issue is still here. Can you tell us about uh, what, in specific, what kind of actions the community needs to take? Uh, there is uh, petitions to sign, uh, phone calls to make. Uh, what else we can do? Uh, I think that. As, as always, they need to find a group that they, are, that they want to go and listen to. Columbia River Keepers is one group. We also have Yakima Nations. We have other smaller groups that are developing. Currently, we have the Colville Tribe that wants to participate in, in signing our common signatures, and they're going about it right now. Uh, so Yakima Nation has this voice has reached them. Uh, we have voices that are gone beyond our our borders, and which is really which is really important because uh, one voice in a small area uh, generating more um, more interested people, more passionate people reaches more. And um, we all need to get together and and uh, help this to so our our concerns could be heard. Uh, yes, they do need to um, join. Look at the Columbia River Keepers. 
a website link. There are other links out there. There's a Hanford Challenge. There's Heart of America. And do look at, the, do see, read the news. And if you have questions, uh, do write your, write your representative or do write DOE. Point, be point blank, you know, you know, what's going on here. What is going to happen? How is cleanup happening? Is it happening to the best, to the, to the community's uh, safety and health well-being? Well, this is a challenge that it will take the whole community to work together, to participate, to make a difference. So there is a few um, actions and things that we can do in order to help uh, the groups that are standing up towards the uh, government or whoever is making the decisions to keep this site clean. This is important for us as a community to participate and take a stand uh, together with Columbia Riverkeeper, with uh, Jacobin Nation, and all the groups that are participating with us in order to make sure that Hanford do a, a appropriate cleanup and preserve the future of our generations. I want to thank Alfreda Peters for being with us tonight. She dropped from Yakima to visit us at the uh, Columbia Riverkeeper studio. I really appreciate uh, Alfreda for you to be with us. I appreciate being here. Thank you very much. And uh, as you said that uh, we need all the voices and just I just want to add that we became international. We had a individual that had uh, was over from all I guess the Swiss anyway, and they testified also on one of their comments on their dismay of of the Hanford issues. And they said we we came here almost fifteen years ago, and we still see the same issue in front of us. 15 years later. So uh, if these individuals are joining in, uh, you know that there's changes need to be made in our cleanup. Thank you, Alfreda. And to our listeners, we really uh, appreciate taking the time to listen to our show. Please uh, participate with all the groups that we are working in order to ask the government or whoever is in charge or make these decisions to do appropriate cleanup of Hanford. The future of our families, our uh, communities depends on it. Participate and get informed and take action. Yes, take action. Um, do write in, do contact the Columbia Riverkeepers, do take a look at their links, uh, call Yakima Nations. We'll be glad to answer your questions. Well, thank you very much. Esta fue la entrevista que le hicimos a Alfreda. Ella, como ya lo había mencionado, es una mujer nativa americana de la tribu de Yakma. Bueno, ella este, bueno, expresó por qué es importante esta zona para los nativos americanos de esta área. Porque esta zona ha sido de gran importancia cultural para ellos. De, de esa zona obtenían mucho de las primeras de las de la comida originaria de esta de estas tribus lo que ellos consumían originalmente esta zona representa mucha parte de su cultura y es importante que nosotros uh, por esos motivos y por los motivos actuales ahora que tenemos 
el de tener que proteger el, este, nuestras comunidades, pues tenemos que participar eh, y a unirnos y hacer la fuerza para poder uh, contener o hacer una limpieza apropiada del material radioactivo que se este, tiene en Hanford. Este, bueno, es importante que nosotros como comunidad nos informemos más. Si usted quiere más información sobre este lugar, usted puede comunicarse al número de teléfono 541-490-7722. Yo le puedo dar información de lo que está pasando. Aparte, aquí en el programa de radio Conoce Tu Colombia, vamos a seguir presentando más entrevistas porque en, la próxima, en el próximo programa vamos a tener a una joven japonesa que ella, su familia son sobrevivientes de la bomba que se estalló en Hiroshima, en Japón, y ellos van a, ella va a platicar con nosotros acerca del impacto que creó esta bomba que se estalló en este, en su país, en Japón, y cómo le ha afectado a su, este, a sus comunidades. Ella es la tercera generación de los sobrevivientes de la bomba atómica que se estalló en Hiroshima. Y pues bueno, vamos a hablar con ella, ella nos va a dar su punto de vista y cómo es que esto ha afectado a estas comunidades, porque tenemos que tener conciencia que lo que está pasando en, este, en Hanford no realmente se queda en ese lugar. Lo que ahí se desarrolló ha afectado a otras comunidades también que no es en este país ha este, afectado a comunidades en Japón por resultado de la guerra. Y bueno, ella nos va a explicar un poco más sobre lo, el impacto que cre ha creado en su familia y en sus comunidades. Así es de que escúchenos dentro de dos semanas aquí en Conoce tu Colombia. Este, vamos a tener esta entrevista y espero que este programa le haya sido de interés, le haya pasado un poco de información. Y recuerde... Este, visite la página de internet del columbiariverkeeper.org o visítenos en Facebook en el grupo que es Conoce tu Columbia. Así es de que búsquenos en Facebook Conoce tu Columbia, un grupo que tenemos. Y si usted tiene ideas, usted quiere participar, pues de esa forma nos, también nos podemos comunicar. Si quiere dar comentarios sobre el programa, pues bueno, se lo agradeceremos. Uh, buenas noches y nos vemos dentro de dos semanas. Hasta luego. Usted está escuchando Radio Tierra en el 95.1 FM Hood River, 95.9 FM Stevenson, 107.1 FM Parkdale, 107.7 FM Didells, Casas, El Latido del Gorge, su radio comunitaria.